I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, we got fresh new joints from Laura. and We've got a lot of stuff going on. Like So so many things happened today. Like It's insane when you think about it. I mean, I really can't believe how the, the news, George, keeps coming fast and furious. Signs, signs, signs. i like, wow. I mean, you realize how the Lakers had LeBron, AD, got Westbrook, and then needed to rebuild practically the entire roster. Well, well listen, guys. I didn't want to say this yesterday because mm-hmm. it wasn't time. But I'm actually leaving ESPN to sign with the Lakers. I just signed a two-year deal <laughs> yeah. for five cents. Well, um, you're, you're in the age bracket. Be deferred. <laughs> I am in the age bracket. I'm actually on the young side, actually. Yeah. Yes, yes. So this is not a sign-and-trade? This is a free agent deal? No, I might be trade, but you're not going to sign me for it. That's for sure. Um, I'm excited, though. You yeah. know, I, I, the idea of being in Staples and seeing mellow, Braun, Russ, and AD all on the court at the same time, even if it's just for five damn minutes, literally makes every NBA fiber in my body jump for joy. Like, that's just hype nation. I'm not talking about what's going to happen in the postseason. I'm not even talking about what's going to happen in the regular season. I'm just simply talking about the visual of seeing these four dudes in the purple and gold on the court at the same time. Like, what? just makes me so hyped, man. I, I wanted to pick up a basketball and just start balling, but I got to save myself for the season, you know, because I just signed a two-year, five-cent deal. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful. Don't waste you your Got to be careful. Exactly. By the way, the sooner, LZ, that you and Carmelo <laughs> and Nunn and Ellington and Monk and Bazemore, everybody else can get together and start practicing, the sooner the better because – with all these new bodies and all these new skill sets and lots of guys with lots of different ages, the sooner these guys all start practicing together, the better. So please, start organizing practices. At some point, you know, we have to start talking about, you know, the likelihood that, you know, all of these, you know, stars, and they are still stars, but they're they're aging stars. The likelihood that, you know, there won't be some gaps in time. Um, the likelihood that they'll be able to all maintain health the entire time. You know, we'll have to be practical at some point. But right now, just simply based upon what Rob Polinka has done again, <laughs> and I repeat, again, he's looking at Andrew Friedman like, your turn, bruh. Um, I'm just happy, man. I'm just really happy with what he's done. Yeah, and you know, yesterday we were asking, you know, which of the signings, this was yesterday, were you most excited about? Now, in totality, I can just say this from my perspective. Dwight Howard was my answer yesterday. Carmelo Anthony is my answer overall because the one thing I said about Dwight Howard was that he learned how to be a great teammate, learned how to be a role player. Carmelo Anthony is another guy that absolutely fits that mold, a guy who was a number one, a guy who was a superstar, but later in his career now has proven that he can be a great teammate and a great role player. Of all these signings, Carmelo Anthony is the most exciting one for me. Oh, 
I don't think there's any question he's the most exciting because of just his history as a player, right? Like who he is, his stature, um, how decorated he is as a player. You know, he's going to be uh, you know, a 25,000 point scoring guy, an Olympic champion, an NCAA champion. The only thing he doesn't have in his resume is an NBA championship. And he gets to play with his, you know, buddy since high school, basically, and LeBron James, who they've known each other since they've been playing against each other. Uh, back in those days when they were in high school. So I I do think it's just – it's a fascinating story. Look, and here's the deal. Beyond that, now, I I think that they've got shooters, right? Like, let's let's look at this roster real quick. So you got Carmelo, as you guys mentioned. You've got Wayne Ellington that we talked about yesterday. You've got uh, Kent Bazemore, who they signed after the show. Um, They've got Malik Monk, who's a young player. I think that, to be honest with you, as a as a guy who's on a minimum as a young player, is is probably the steal of all the steals um, there. And so you got four guys that can shoot the ball that they just added. Now, are all those guys, you know, playable on a regular basis? I don't know. That'll be the thing that Frank Vogel is going to have to figure out, right? Like. Who can they best play in certain situations? This is a team that has a lot of guys, LZ, that is going to be based on situations. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Because I, I feel as if, unlike last season, we have a lot of guys that are nimble enough to fit multiple situations and not just singular situations. You know, last season we had guys that were situational, but they could only fit one situation. Mm-hmm. Here we have a place, like take Melo, for instance, and I'm, and I'm going to keep saying his name because I'm so happy he's coming. Um, Melo could start. Right. Melo could come off the bench. Melo could be the four. Melo could still be the three, depending upon what's out there. Melo could be the first sub for Braun. Melo could be the first sub for AD. That's just Melo. You know, and then you just go down the line. You want to play small ball? Sure. You want to play big ball? Yeah, we can do that again. I, I mean, AD and Dwight Howard played multiple minutes together and, and were just a wrecked havoc on people. So, I mean, there are so many things to be excited about, about the versatility of this roster, that while they all may be situational, they can do multiple situations within their situational status. And that's one of the things I really love about what he's done so far. They're extra situational? Yes, there's a lot the of situations. Situation, yes. Right, right yes. now, lots of situations. There's no monogamy with this situation. <laughs> yeah, no. and, and, and they're and polygamous. Look, it, it, it's no different, Scott, than running back by committee. They're going to be three point shooter by committee. Yeah, listen, I, I've been sitting here literally all day watching videos of guys on YouTube and finding like great shooting performances. And yes. and I'm telling you right now, I mean, you you can look at the numbers, and I think. The, the, percent, the three-point field goal percentage from the guys that they signed here this offseason are really a lot better. And I might say a lot. I mean, it might be the difference between like 35 to 40%, but that seems pretty significant. And it seems like from a three-point field goal percentage for everybody that said you got to have shooters, it seems like percentage-wise, statistically, they got better. Now, again, I was in the camp last year when it was like, wow, look what they've done, and they signed this guy and that guy, and they got rid of this guy and that guy, and I was all bought in on the hype. Now, I'm trying to pump my brakes and temper it a little bit. Remember, there's still a lot of baseball stuff going on and football's in training camp, but I mean, now I got to see it, right? Now they got to put it together. They got the pieces. Now they got to put the puzzle together. Oh, no, no, no doubt. No doubt. They got to put it together. By the way, you just mean LeBron. 
I think you just mean well, LeBron. Yes, well, that is, Frank Vogel that is precisely too. Precisely what I mean. Vo- Vogel too, though. Vogel too. I mean, there's well, going to be plenty right. of Vogels played here, LZ. Oh, oh, God, yeah. He has to figure out what the rotation is going to be, what the starting lineup is going to be. I was one of the things that was, I won't say that undermined our chances, but certainly didn't help. Was that I don't think his rotations was that good last year. You know, I don't think that uh, Montrez Harrell was put in situations to be his to be the most successful last season. I felt that Andre Drummond was placed when we picked him up in a situation to do things that he's never done. Why are you trying to run any offense through Andre Drummond and then get mad when he's turning the ball over? That's not what he does. And so I think, you know, part of the thing that Vogel has to do, in addition to figuring out who's going to start and which, you know, players match up best, is also kind of figure out for himself what's his go-to's. You know, you start freelancing once you establish the foundation. Last season, once the injuries came, we had no foundation. I think this season he's a, he's, he's more informed, he's more experienced, and I don't think he's going to be blindsided by injuries. But you still got to have that foundation first before you Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I, I think that there's that. Um, it's why I believe there's so much on him. But it, here's the deal, Scott. Like, I, I think that – if you if you look at it, this team still has one more bullet in the chamber, which is and it may not come to fruition, but Dennis Schroeder and there's still the possibility, which has not been exhausted yet. And we still have several days to potentially exhaust that uh, three, in fact, where they could still use Dennis Schroeder as a sign in trade chip like there still could be another addition to this roster potentially they I see I wasn't really sure about that George because here's what I was thinking about with with Schroeder I was like wow this guy was offered 80 plus million dollars to remain with the Lakers during the season he turned it down free agency opens yesterday it's a complete utter frenzy and and everybody's getting signed deals are being done people are making money like it's the early 1990s and it's the internet boom and they're just giving away cash and there's no talk of Schroeder so my question really is what is going to happen to Dennis Schroeder do you think LeBron James because to LZ's point I always think LeBron is really running this whole thing do you think LeBron would welcome Schroeder back hmm he would welcome him back yeah because Schroeder can play. It's it just he played himself. <laughs> that's all. That, that's what happened. Right. And, and, and he's and, humble and, enough and, to realize that. Yeah. Not only did he play himself financially, LZ, but he also, look, he 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 found himself in a situation where he had, was in health and safety protocols a number of times, right? Um, right. I think that Those didn't. Those were so good, though, man. What's lemon that? pepper wings are good, George. Lemon yeah. pepper wings are good, man. I'm gonna fault them for that. <laughs> but they're nice I think, and dry. They got that rub on them. They're not wet, you know, and they're not too spicy. I also like the lemon pepper myself. Yeah, I, I think that, that that kind of put the the that didn't that didn't sit well with everyone, let's just say. And let's not forget, he said that thing in Germany or whatever to the German reporter that LeBron wasn't vaccinated. And we don't know if that was true or not, because then he later said it wasn't true, uh, that he was misquoted or misinterpreted or whatever. Like there's a lot of stuff there with him beyond just, he didn't play so great at the end. I just don't know if LeBron would want him back. I really don't. Yes. I don't don't dismiss that is what I would say. Man, listen, wasn't J.R. Smith on the team last year? He, he, well, that's true, and LeBron, you know, had his ups and downs. <laughs> that's true. That's a good I mean, point. That is I a good mean, point. So, 
So, I mean, LeBron's at a different level where he's like, okay, I know what I where I can't trust you, and I know where I can. Correct. So he has more information about Dennis. Yeah. But I think Dennis still has a very high, and he should, um, view of himself and his talents and what he can bring to a team. So to George's point, I do believe it's not just a bullet. It's a card that's actually going to be played. It's just a question of how. How is he going to be utilized? Because he, he has no space on this team right now unless he's willing to take a significant pay cut, which he should not do. So he's going to be moved. It's going to be a sign and trade. It's just about where and what do the Lakers believe they still need to do with the roster itself in order to make it work for both sides. Well, there's not a lot of teams left with cap space. So there, that, that's, that number is dwindling by the moment, uh, both for Schroeder uh, financially and for the Lakers as far as options. You see what I'm saying? Like, so who's, who's in Orlando? <laughs> well, I don't think Orlando has who's a ton of cap space right now. I, I think that, um, you know, I know San Antonio has a little. Uh, Oklahoma City has a little. I don't think the Bulls have any more now that they signed Den- no. uh, uh, DeRozan. Um, so right. there, there's like maybe three or four teams that have a little bit that have enough left to maybe fit him in. Um, so I, I don't know unless he's willing to take a slight pay cut LZ and get like a, you know, a one year, you know, one and one, like one of those, uh, one year with a player option where he bets on himself and that kind of stuff and still kind of potentially helps the Lakers out with a, you know, someone that they can get in return. So there, again, there's options. It's not easy to figure out. Um, but let's just leave it at that, that there's options with him and, and, and it's not over until it's over. So, all I can say is thus well, far. He ain't, he, he ain't taking my spot. That's all I know. Okay, he ain't taking yeah. my no, place. No, so no, I'm no. no. You run, you'll run the point. But listen, Are I'm you on the G League thing. team? Are you the playing G for the G League? Yeah. That's not how you say NBA. There's no G in NBA. Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you talking about G League team? Well, you know, because you're a G, you know? OG. I am a G. I yeah. am a G. But, you know, when I look at that talent, I'm like going, are they really going to notice if I'm out there playing five minutes? I don't think so. <laughs> right. Is anybody going to notice if I go up and I strike out four times? Come on, I can do that as well as anybody. No problem. Give me a shot. Well, and pay me. Well, that's different. Because oh. there's only so many opportunities at the plate. But I can run up and down the court for five minutes, stretch across 48, and you won't even notice. <laughs> That's funny. All I know is Schroeder's the big loser right now. I'm serious, man. Everybody's signing. Everybody's getting paid. And Schroeder is sitting there twiddling his thumbs going, what, what, what did I do here exactly? I had a chance to be in a long-term relationship with LeBron and AD and make $80 million. Why did I not do that? Because he ain't getting more than that. Yeah, no, there's no question that's the case. All right, so we'll take a look at the Lakers and specifically who they've added. Uh, I also want to get into the Dodgers. The Astros are in town, as you heard Chris mention. Those cheating, stinking Astros are in town. Uh, LZ's here. Kaplan's here. Lauren Gregg are here. You're here. We're all here. Let's talk about some stuff. we got plenty of stuff coming up. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Laura, I thought you were going to take it away. I The song took it away, okay? okay? I mean, the song needs time to breathe. Okay. Oh, okay. I was like, did you guys not hear Aventura? Like, you, teach. you better teach. Okay, I'm just No, saying. I know, but I'm just saying, you know, you we better started teach, hearing girl. the, the no. lyrics already, you know? So. <laughs> no, I just needed that to breathe. I need a bad bunny to come in. I'm like, like I, I know there's a lot of people that haven't heard it, so that's a little piece of... Volvi by Aventura and Bad Bunny. I love this is on repeat on my car. I think I've heard this song like over 30 times today. Wow. I'm just like, ooh, because if you listen to them lyrics. It's got a vibe. Yeah. The lyrics well, are fire. It's whatever. Well, I listen to the lyrics. I just don't speak Spanish. <laughs> he, he's fantastic. When he when he does anything, it's great. Um and you know, it's like I said yesterday when we were talking about the alleged, uh, the, the remix allegedly that is out at uh, one of the local stations, which I love the local station, but just he doesn't need it. He's he's that good an artist. Like, it's fine. We're good. Mm-hmm. So, so but that song yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. My bad, guys. You know, you know I, I, was at a, I was at a disco party once. No, no, it's all good. I was at a disco party once and they were doing remixed disco songs. So they kept all the vocals, but they were doing different beats underneath. And I was literally just offended and just left. Because like you said, George, certain things, they don't need to be remixed. You don't remix disco. You don't make dance versions of Bon Jovi. And you don't mess with Bad Bunny. <laughs> when you left, when people were like, Those yo, where are no-nos. you going? You're like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not hanging out for this remix crap. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Anybody needs me, I'll yeah, a disco I, party I where they don't remix. Listen, this, this is offensive. Yeah. Highly offensive. Yeah. Saying good. All right, LZ, I'm going to ask you a question right now, which is this, because you sound a little different than you normally sound. I got to know, because I'm curious, because I'm trying to paint a picture in my head. Where are you? What are you doing? Um. Let's see. Right now, I am on the 101 with Andy, my Uber driver. What's up, Andy? Shout um, out. He's a very nice gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's being very responsible. He's wearing a seatbelt and everything. And uh, I'm stuck in traffic because when I called my Uber and then we had our pre-show call, he, the previous Uber driver canceled, and oh. I didn't realize until I stepped outside and was waiting for him. <laughs> 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 and where are you going from and to are you headed to the studios i'm heading to the studio because i gotta see my laura hey. thanks buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh yeah greg too yeah that guy he, don't I'll worry about him. greg he did say greg he said oh, yeah, I'm a, <laughs> he did no i'm gonna see greg i'm gonna see greg tomorrow I'm going to see Greg tomorrow. He's going to be at the, you know, at the Dodger Stadium. It's okay. Don't be stingy. Okay. You're going to have right, all three boys to, to see Max Scherzer. <laughs> yep, yep, we'll be there. Actually, I'm I do know exactly. that we're we're, we're going to be at Rams camp tomorrow, and I got to say something to everybody, so just give me a second here to say this. Yesterday, I was kvetching to everybody that I, I took the 73 to get to the University of California, Irvine, and it was a $2.50 toll but if you didn't pay it in the five days, because if you didn't have the, the proper toll uh, thing, the hardware, then I got a ticket in the mail for $102.50. So the, the toll was 250 The violation was 100 bucks, $102.50. Got a lot of calls about this yesterday, fellas and lady. Here's what happened. I called the toll roads today. I spoke to a very lovely person on the phone. She was as sweet as can be. And you know what they did? They reduced it. If you signed up for an account on the tollroads.com, 
they reduced the 10250 down to $12.50, $12.50. If you didn't want to sign up for an account, you could get it down to $22. So for anybody that is using a toll road that, that forgets to pay for it, gets a violation in the mail, and it's a $100 fine, call, talk to the people, they will reduce it for you from $102.50 down to $12.50. Yes, I feel like I won. I feel like I got it today. Yes. I'm Bad Bunny all up in this Bad Bunny. <laughs> so you sit, you sit, yeah, yeah, you're that's, not. That's, that's really aggressive. That's really aggressive. I, I'll give you an angry chicken. How's that? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Angry chicken works. No Bad Bunny. Kosher chicken. I'll give you angry chicken. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, I give you that. You know what's very disturbing as I'm on this road here with Andy? No. The people who are in their vehicles with their masks on by themselves. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with that. Now, maybe that's one of those situations where they just they jumped in their car. They were somewhere where they had to wear their masks on and they just left them on. Just Because that happens to me occasionally where I just forget the thing is on. So you, you're that comfortable with the mask at this point. After I'm just 18 so used months, to it. You're that yeah. comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have the same question. I see people driving on the road. They're in their car by themselves. I'm like, wow, they have their mask on. Interesting. Like, I'm just starting to get back into the habit of actually carrying the mask with me, you know? And I, I had a friend today that told me that he was at a doctor's office because he had a, the sniffles. And he's like, oh, I just have a cold. I'm fine. I'm like, I don't know, man. You should maybe go get that checked out and have a COVID test. And he was at the doctor. And he says that, that the COVID test is now like a pregnancy test where you're waiting for, like, the line to show up. You know, if you've ever taken one of those. or <laughs> That's actually a funny analogy. For <laughs> yeah, he, he told me. And I'm still waiting for him to tell me whether or not he's positive <laughs> or he's negative. So, listen, a cold nowadays. People, be careful out there, will you? Yeah, for sure. You gotta be. You gotta be careful with that. There's no doubt. So let me let me ask you guys this: the Do the Dodgers are taking on the Astros. Okay, so I was on a Houston radio station, and they asked me earlier today, like, you know, what what, what do you think is gonna be like? And I said, what are they? What are people? What are you guys talking about over there? I said, well, I'll be honest with you. I said, I'm sure the fans are at Dodger Stadium, which love to hold the grudge, you know, are gonna have a blast at the stadium, but. We have not spent one second talking about the Astros. And we probably will today because the series starts today. But if we've talked about the Dodgers, it's about the moves they've made for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. And I, you know, and then, of course, obviously NBA free agency. So no disrespect to you guys. It's just really hasn't been that big a deal. Not to say that when the series actually starts, it won't be a talking point. But at least leading up to it, there hasn't been like a lot of stuff revolving around it um well I you mean, know what george you're, you're so right because the scherzer trade with trey turner that was a primary story surrounding the dodgers previous to that it was that this really wasn't the full dodger roster because mookie was still out and seager was still out and kershaw is still out and so yeah this the storyline wasn't that houston's coming to town but now that they are coming to town, there are Dodger fans everywhere who definitely want to express their displeasure. And it'll be 50,000 plus tonight, 50,000 plus tomorrow night that want to let the Astros hear about it. Because I don't know that anybody's over it quite yet, even after four years. But um, I'll say this. 
If you're a Houston Astros fan and you are in Los Angeles right now because you came to this game and you've got an Astros hat and an Astros jersey and you're planning on going into Dodger Stadium tonight to rock that, I'm telling you right now, you are freaking taking your life into your hands. That is a bad move. If you're an Astros fan, wear a Dodger jersey and a Dodger hat and quietly keep it to yourself. I'm telling you, you don't want that smoke in Dodger Stadium. I wouldn't go with the death threat thing, Cap. Um, you know, because we've actually had unfortunate accidents, incidents to, to occur. So I wouldn't go, you know, life in your hands route. But I will say that, yeah, you certainly will be, you know, targeted in terms of boos and jeers and all of that. But I don't think there's anything wrong with holding a grudge against a team that cheated you out of a championship and wasn't punished by the league. I agree with you a thousand percent. Holding a grudge is totally fine. And by the way, being angry with the Astros and the organization and the players that were a part of it that are still part of this team, 100%. They can change manager. They can have certain players come and go. I think holding a grudge against the Astros is a good thing. And I think holding a grudge really against Major League Baseball for not properly punishing those guys and just using the general manager and the manager as a scapegoat, I think it's a great thing. So I know tonight, I don't know about everybody else, but tonight... I can't wait to sit around and watch this game tonight. I'm going to be so curious about how the fans behave, how they react, the noise that they make. And, man, it would be fun to be there tonight or tomorrow night, but, you know, we'll be at Rams camp tomorrow. Nice Thanks, going, Greg. Greg. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, Greg, let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll ask you on the other side, because I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, because even you have been fairly quiet about the Astros heading into this thing, because there's just been so much other stuff to talk about. So I'll get kind of your thoughts on this and Laura's thoughts on this, too, because I, I do want to dive into this a little further. Plus, we're taking your thoughts on free agency. The Lakers continue to add bodies. Uh, Kendrick Nunn uh, has been added to the roster uh, obviously, Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, Ken Bazemore. Before we went off, uh, after we went off the air yesterday, hit us up and just kind of your thoughts on where the Lakers are right now on free agency. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. We'll get to that. We'll get to Greg and Laura's thoughts on the Dodgers, Astros, the stinking cheating Astros in a second. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Thank you very much, Chris. All right. Do we have LZ? No, we don't. Okay. So, Sedona, let's go to you. Birthdays, Martha Stewart or Tom Brady? Um, all right. Overrated, <laughs> all underrated. Right. If you want I to, mean, I probably, oh, God. Um, I'm going to say Martha Stewart overrated because uh, she, uh, you know, let's just say she, she did some things that weren't on the up and up. Uh, well, also Tom Brady did some things that were on the up and up, but his didn't cause jail time. Um, so Good I'm going to go. Mar- I'm going to go Martha Stewart overrated, Tom Brady underrated. Just on that, I'm going to try and build a case on the other side. Martha Stewart, big TV star, you know, but then does get herself into trouble, does go to jail, but wait a second, comes out 
and has a whole other career and then gets some street cred when she teams up with Snoop. So maybe I'm going to, well, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Martha underrated, even though you know how much I love Tom Brady. And by the way, turning 44 years old. So for everybody that's telling me that Carmelo's old and LeBron is old and they got all these old guys on the Lakers, just want to remind everybody, Tom Brady's 44. That's all. All right, cool. What's next? All right, Kaplan, Lonzo Ball is a bull. Lonzo will pair with Zach Levine in the backcourt, an, an all-UCLA backcourt, by the way, with a USC frontcourt of Nikola Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan. To add on to that, add Laurie Markkinen, who went to Arizona, and your starting five are all from the Pac-12. Wow. Is this overrated or underrated? It's a very cute story, but it's overrated. I mean, I like it. I like always seeing like connections. This guy played here. This guy played with this guy there. This guy played at this school. This guy played in this conference. I love stuff like that. But it's overrated. doesn't really mean that they're going to win more or lose more. So I like it. It's cute. But I'm going overrated. All right. Uh, I will go underrated because the Pac-12 sneakily is on a lot of rosters, but not a lot of starting fives uh, are the majority are majority. Uh, Pac-12 teams. I know the Pacers for a minute felt like they were getting an old-school UCLA team together <laughs> uh, a, a couple of years ago. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm going to go underrated. Pac-12 is – look, Pac-12 basketball is really, really strong. So uh, good for the Pac-12 getting some love there for sure. What's next? All right, Sedano. John Axford has bounced around baseball a lot. He's a reliever in Major League Baseball, but was once a pretty good reliever. When he was even a Dodger. He was the closer for the Mariners at one yep, point. He was. He was with the he was with the Dodgers for a yeah, short amount of time. Uh, he was sitting in AAA with Toronto at 38 years old when the Brewers called him up and said, "Hey, we'll give you one dollar for John Axford." Toronto accepted, and Axford is now a Brewer for the hefty price of. One dollar. <laughs> is this deal overrated or underrated? Well, I don't believe um, I don't believe he's the only player ever traded for a dollar. There have been um, other players in Major League Baseball history that have been traded for a dollar. Um, I'm trying to. I know there was one guy from the Marlins that was traded for a dollar uh, to the Marlins. Wes Helms. That's who it was. He was traded from the Phillies. To the uh, to the Marlins, there's been several others, uh, including Brad Mills, who is a pitcher. Uh, Will Nieves, who played for the Milwaukee Brewers and the Atlanta Braves, was traded for a dollar. Tony Zeich, uh from the Chicago Cubs to the Mariners, also traded for a dollar. And there was one more baseball player. And there was even a hockey player, um, Dra- uh, Draper, Chris Draper. Uh, for the Detroit Red Wings, and Ray Shepard also from the Florida Panthers. So a couple of hockey players. Not the first time, so I'm going to say overrated, even though it's not a regular occurrence. I'm going to go underrated here because of the symbolism of it all. Think about it. The team that you are with no longer has any use for you. You're a 38-year-old relief pitcher sitting in their minor league system. We don't want you. We don't need you. On the other hand, the team that needs you or wants you calls them and goes, hey, um, can we have him? And they're like, yeah, you can have them. Now, the symbolism here is you can't just give them to us. We got to actually have a transaction go down. So here's $1. I'm going to give you 100 pennies just by the way. I'm going to have them rolled up nice and tight for you, old school style. Here's $1 to make the transaction a go. I think these stories are great. I love them. And for that reason, I go underrated. All right, next. 
All right, uh, let's go to Cap to start this off, but LZ is here and ready to go. So SNL head writer Colin Jost has not had the greatest of press with the people around him recently, but that hasn't stopped him from writing a movie with his brother Casey. The two of them are writing a screenplay for a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Is a new TMNT movie overrated or underrated? Overrated. Overrated. I mean, come on, really? I, we talked about this just yesterday about can somebody come up with a creative idea? Can somebody come up with something new? And, and just on top of it for me, I don't really love Colin Jost. I mean, I don't hate him. I just don't love him. I mean, are you not, are, do you not like him because he's with Scarlett Johansson? No, although I do think that, you know, like many of us, he has uh, overachieved or outkicked his coverage or whatever it is that you want to call it. Speak for yourself. Well, I, you're right. I should be speaking for myself. You're right. Um, but I certainly have. I just, I don't find him to be terribly funny, you know? So I'm, I'm going overrated. I need to see the script. I need to see the script. I'm now, I mean, I'm now, I'm now at the age, guys, where I'm no longer just going to just dismiss concepts because it doesn't look good on paper. Because I've been caught too many times now. I remember when I heard Heath Ledger was going to be Joker. And I was not happy. And then I saw it. And then I felt stupid. So, at the risk of sounding stupid again, I'm going to be like, well, let me just see what this script is. I'm with you, Cap. It would be great if he had spent some time coming up with a brand new concept. But, at the end of the day, movies only have like three or four themes anyway. There's love. There's war. There's, you know, slapstick comedy. And then there's like stuff we don't know what the hell it is. That's about it. So I'm going to say uh, properly rated or underrated unless the movie is terrible, then, it be, then I'll switch later. Uh, I, I'm going to say underrated in this regard. I think that the, every generation, um, you know, deserves to learn about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And this generation <laughs> does not have that uh, on their resume. And why not? You know, what the hell? Did you say deserve? They deserve yeah, it. They, they were de- a fun, they've earned it. They were a fun cartoon, man. They de- Michelangelo, Leonardo, uh, Donatello, Raphael. Let's go, man. Just so you're aware, they are going to be eating pizza and fighting Shredder. That's it. That's all I need. Just give me <laughs> that. I'm good. That fighting Shredder thing, that's new. <laughs> all right. The last one will go to LZ. Um, Who's gonna, is yeah. there, are they, now, are they going to do like, is it like, are they going to have someone? Uh, do we know who's going to play the actors yet, or no? Or like, no, no, no. They're still writing the screenplay. It won't uh, be out until twenty twenty three. Okay. Oh shoot, man, we might be dead by then. Right. Probably will. All right. So, <laughs> so LZ, according to NBC Sports Northwest, Rasheed Wallace is in consideration to become for the Lakers. No. Oh. Both teams played hard. <laughs> Old enough. Old enough. <laughs> yeah, is uh, to become an assistant coach on Penny Hardaway's staff in Memphis. Oh, nice. Wallace has been the head coach for an academy and a high school team in North Carolina since retirement. Is bringing in former NBA players onto college teams overrated or underrated? It is completely underrated. Completely underrated. Just simply having NBA players on your roster helps you with recruiting. Right. So if you have someone who's won an NBA championship and is willing to invest in young people, that's fantastic. And oh, by the way, I know Sheed has had a reputation, and let's face it, he's earned a lot of it, but you'd be hard-pressed to find 
a, a, a coach or an assistant coach who's been around she that won't tell you what a great basketball mind that he has. When we had him in Detroit, Joe Dumars, Hall of Famer Joe Dumars, would talk my earlobe off about how smart Rasheed Wallace is. So I'd say it's, it's completely underrated. I'm going to join uh, you there. I'm going to join you and say underrated. I love when coaching staffs have guys that can impart wisdom Okay, and by the way, there are sometimes when there are coaching staffs and, and you're like, you look at this offensive coordinator, I'm just using football as an example, and you're like, so where did he play? And he's like, oh, I didn't. I played college baseball, but I got into coaching real early and I've elevated my way up. And it's like, so you didn't play the game, and so you can teach it, coach it, whatever, but the players may not necessarily love it. Um, I think having former players, especially NBA players around college players, is a great thing. I actually always think having old pros on staffs, whether it's even at the pro level or the college level or the high school level, is a great thing. I was at a high school football banquet last night. Brian Sipe is the freshman football coach at this high school, a former NFL MVP. How great would it be to have your kid coached by a guy like that? I love this move. Underrated. Uh, I'm going to also say underrated. He also already has um, an NBA player on his staff. Mike Miller uh, is one of the assistant coaches on on that – See, that, that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, on, on that Memphis team. So Penny is already doing it, was already doing it smart. Um, there's a reason that, this, that they've had a resurgence <laughs> since you've been there. And by the way, there's a reason they're going to end up being, uh, you know, they've already developed a few shooters while he's been there too with Mike uh, mm-hmm. being on his staff. So now they have a guy that worked with the big men uh, in Rashid, and we all know Penny was a baller uh, pre-injury. So, yeah, I feel like Memphis basketball is definitely uh, – will continue to be on the rise is my point and it doesn't always work out a few years ago the oakland raiders back then jack del rio was the head coach and like 10 of the 13 assistant coaches were all former nfl players that's different yeah right it is and and it's like three or four of them were like even hall of famers so it doesn't always mean success but i just happen to like the way you construct staffs like that no that is very different to have former players coaching on the professional level versus the collegiate or high school level expectations are different the money's different the views are different. You know, you could have Smush Parker be a head coach or an assistant coach and a high school or a college team will respect them, but you probably couldn't really do that, the equivalent of that in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, in the example I'm giving you, you have a guy like Rod Woodson, right? I mean, one of the all-time great cornerbacks in the history of the NFL, and as great as he was as a player, didn't necessarily mean that he was going to be a great coach, but they thought that that was going to work. Actually didn't. They all got fired. Wow. All right, that is overrated, underrated. We never got to Greg on the Dodgers and Laura on the Dodgers. We're going to do all that. LZ's in studio. Cap and I are here. We're going to rock and roll as the Dodgers are taking on um, the Astros. We're going to get into that. Or open up the phones. I'm sorry we didn't get to the phones. I'm also an idiot. I forgot we are doing overrated, underrated there. Uh, your thoughts on just kind of where the Lakers stand in free agency uh, with all the additions they made today. Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, if you're just getting in your car. Uh, you know, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, amongst others. So, and Ken Baysmore last night, uh, before, you know, after we signed off. So, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Sedano, Aussie, Cap here on 710-ESPN. Back in dos minutos. You know, it is Grab Some Nuts Day. And it's also uh, Nutty Bar Day. Nope. Nope. No, it's not. I know you're trying it, but I'm not taking the bait. I will not take the bait. I'm I think we're talking about almonds. I think we are too. And pistachios. Yes, peanuts. pistachios. Peanuts. Really I, like I really pistachios. don't deal with peanuts, girl. That's that's <laughs> all you. I want some Brazilian nuts 
Awesome. <laughs> I don't want no peanuts. Oh, man, at a baseball game, a bag of peanuts is like such a great snack. I mean, if you don't have carrots and hummus, naturally, but seriously, like peanuts at a baseball game, full bag, you're just cracking them open, you're chomping on them, making a mess under your seat. Love peanuts. No, to me, pistachio is the one seed on nuts. Oh, well, I'm sorry. You're going to lose in the first round. Why is that? Pistachio over almonds? Yeah, almonds are just, I mean, now if they're flavored almonds, that's different. Almonds have no. their own flavor. Straight up almonds. Yeah, Delicious. raw almonds. Almonds, man. Yeah. No. Pistachios you gotta, you gotta are. You got to grab raw almonds. Yep. Pistachios are like 1B, though. Raw almonds are worse. Oh, no. In fact, I probably in my house right now tucked away in several different rooms, probably about six different bags of raw almonds. Just waiting to be snacked snack. on. It's yeah. a really healthy snack. Now, you know what I love? I love the Blue Diamond Bold flavors. Ooh, those are so good. They've got uh, they've got habanero barbecue. The smokehouse is pretty good. Yeah, they got a wasabi see, and soy sauce. So see, you start limiting yourself. Because now, all of a sudden, all you can do is eat the almonds out the bag because you can't mix them with other things. But with raw almonds... That's true. Then you can kind of mix and match, and you can eat them by themselves. You can throw it in yogurt. You can throw it in cereal. You can throw it in baked goods. As soon as you start throwing in wasabi, you know, you're limited. No, it's fine, but I like it with wasabi. All right. I'm not going to stop. What about about dark chocolate almonds, though? Love dark chocolate almonds. Very addicting. Very. Like almonds in like a a traditional Hershey, Hershey bar with almonds versus like a Mr. Good bar, which is just a milk chocolate with a peanut. Not as big a fan. Yeah. But dark chocolate almonds, oh, man, forget it. I got my no favorite, chance. My favorite flavored almond uh, for the savory side is Sweet Thai Chili from Blue Diamond. Ooh. See, that's just doing too much for me. That's so yeah, good, you're, you're bro. Too into it's the way, too, way too many syllables before you get to almond. No, Sweet Thai Chili? Oh, so delicious. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, and chips. Like, if it was a potato chip, I could do, like, the different flavors. But almonds, I'm straight. What? Straight what almonds. If I, have you ever tried it with one of those flavors? It, to be I'm honest, just, no. Okay. I, I, just, I just feel then like don't I don't. Then don't knock it you try it That's but it's true. just I, extra calories i just i don't and need for it for what purpose it. yeah because it tastes better it's good thank no, you laura no, i'm not i'm not doing extra calories sometimes you can work them out later it's okay sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't i always right. feel like a nut always all right so Almond joy is a good candy bar too man i'm telling you sometimes you feel oh, like a nut boy, dark we, chocolate we just, we just went off the rails with that yeah one. yeah almond joy no yeah, very my, good. my very, father-in-law very good. loves mounds and almond joy no i don't he love mounds those. i want the almond in it that's the candy of the greatest generation right there mounds just all that all uh, that almond joy over coconutted candy bar stuff <laughs> i mean i like coconut and i don't mind it with chocolate i just don't like almond joy and mounds necessarily you know I would nice eat about an a- Almond Joy at a movie theater if there was no other choice and I was truly starving. Mm. Yeah, because then you could look at the almond and go, well, it's kind of healthy, like in a little bit of a way. A yeah, way. and you don't have to really eat the rest of the bar. Yeah, yeah. You, can just, you can just eat the almond off the top of it. You can right. do that. That's, That's true. fair. That's fair. Now, Greg, do you like flavored almonds? No, I just eat the almonds straight. I don't like Now, is this something like meat where you can't no, eat it after no, shopping no, or something? No, it doesn't mess with my stomach at all. No, oh. but I just like uh, just regular almonds. I don't need uh, to add I, anything. I, I want to know if don't the people love flavors on their almonds. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Greg, are you into this? Like, I know today you'll be into this Astros thing. Yeah, but I, I am. Was I... Was, was, 
I mean, when I went on that Houston radio station, was I being disingenuous? Because I don't feel like we never, we haven't even mentioned the Astros. Well, we don't do baseball, so I don't know if we're the good barometer for that. No, but no, but that's not true. I have even on my no, Twitter. It's and true. I follow- we don't do we don't do baseball on this show. Don't you remember when George broke down Kenley Jansen's performance because he saw him I did. throw six? And by the way, I was a hundred percent right and took a lot of grief for it at the time. But I was a hundred percent right on my scouting report. I'd say you were sixty percent right. So. Anyway, um, so Greg, but Greg, was this even on your mind? Like the Astros, you were more into Scherzer than the Astros. Of course, I was more interested. Thank in, you. In that's Scherzer. my point. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing is basically like it happened. What four years ago now? Yep, it's just not right. something that's really going on. The in Dodgers our heads won right now. the World Series. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, like it doesn't mean I forgot about it though. No, this is no, still there. No, I'm not prevalent. That, right, this, but it's it's just not front of mind no, until no, oh, it's right. They play today. Yes, this, this is what it is. You're at the mall. You're at the mall. Mm -hmm. You know, you're walking by Chico's. Yeah. You're with your girl or your guy, whoever you're with at the mall. Yeah. And you see your ex who you hadn't thought about in a minute. But as soon as you see that person, it all comes back like a waterfall. (laughs) That's what the Astros are. So you're right. We're not constantly thinking about them in front of mind. Right. But that doesn't mean I forgot or forgave either. Okay, no, no, I'm not saying that. It just means well, you don't have rent-free sp- space in my head. Okay, so let me ask you then. Do 50,000 people show up tonight to Dodger Stadium wanting a piece? Or do 50, Are we talking 000... about the Almonds thing again? No, 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 no oh, we're, we're talking about the almond. Astros now. Astros yeah. versus Almonds. Or do 50,000 people show up tonight for a baseball game because their team is in are the you middle brand of new? a race? Are you brand new to sports? This is what I'm trying to get at. You guys, <laughs> you guys are making it I'm sound. Try- I'm trying... <laughs> You guys I'm are making to... it sound like it's like as if everybody's over it. Ah, you know, it's four years. They won a World Series since. Some players have come and gone. You know, ah, all right, it's over. I think people tonight are going to use this opportunity to be heard. Now, it doesn't really do anything, but they want their piece, and I think they're going to get it tonight and for, tomorrow night. First of all, it does a lot. What does it do? Well, there's a reason why you say home field advantage, and it's not because it doesn't do anything. So the booze the jeers, the cheers, interaction with fans is a powerful weapon. It's an advantage, hence the term home field advantage. So I don't, think, I don't think it's going to not do anything, and nor do I believe that this dynamic between these two franchises is going to condense to what happens this season. This is a forever thing. This is a forever thing. Kershaw could be 95 years old, and we're going to say – if we're still alive, Lord willing. You remember when the Astros cheated us in Kershaw? What? Are you kidding me? Exactly. I remember. remember. These moments are more than just seasonal pocketed moments. Right. This franchise stole a chip from us. So I'll give you an an example. One of the questions they asked me on the Houston radio station, um, and Steve Mason just chimed in texting that I will never be over it. Capital N-E-V-E-R. He's right. Ever now, now my so what I said to those guys was, oh, you know, when they asked me, you know, shouldn't everyone just be over the Dodgers already won? And and, and, and I said, well, you know, I alluded to what you mentioned, LZ, but I added this: is that the stupidest part about all of this is that the Astros have no one to blame but themselves because they made their bed and, and they they got to lie in it now because if you look at it. They were always this good that we're seeing right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and it's like 
the fact that you had to, you tr- you did it anyway, knowing you were probably still one of the best rosters, is stupid. It's why the Patriots with Spygate was stupid, and it, that was the exact example I used. I said, you know, the Patriots were were much like the Astros were told, hey, knock it off, knock it off, knock it off, knock it off. We know there are other teams doing it, but they've knocked it off. Knock it off. And then eventually they're like, okay, you don't want to knock it off? We're busting you. And the same thing happened with the Astros. And the dumb thing about both those franchises is that neither of them actually needed it necessarily to be that good. Yeah, but when they busted the Astros, what happened? What was the punishment? I mean, um, that to me... That well, the me, manager and the GM got punished. Well, right. That's what so, kind so nobody, of. I mean, nobody they, cares. I mean, they got fired. Yeah, but they've yeah. been rehired. AJ's in Detroit, which is why I can't watch the Tigers anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point, is that Major Poor League man. Baseball really didn't do anything to the Astros organization. Well, what did the, what did the NFL do about New England? They burned the tapes. They did well, burn the tapes. But, and you then know, they said you can't draft in the sixth round or something ridiculous like that. Right. And then, and, then, and then they came back and said, wait a second, Tom Brady had the footballs deflated by That was a different so story, little. though. Right, I know yeah. it is. And so it's like, now let's make up for it and suspend Tom Brady for a few games. But you Make up for it. it. It was a real thing, Cap. No, no, I got it, but they didn't do anything the first time. So let's try and do something this time. Let's punish him. All I'm saying is that Major League Baseball didn't do anything to the culprits that committed the crime. Can we agree on that? Sure. And I think that is why, in particular, if you're a Dodger fan showing up tonight or tomorrow night, you want your voice to be heard or your signs to be read or, you know, hopefully you can distract somebody in the batter's box or on the pitcher's mound, whatever. All right. Uh, look, we'll open it up to the audience, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. Plus, your thoughts on the Lakers' free agency to this point, Mellow, Bazemore, uh, added, uh, well, Baysmore last night after we were off, Mello, Malik Monk, uh, and Kendrick Nunn today. So hit us up, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776.